good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. Hey y'all, what's up? This is MCM, aka DJ Dosi Do, and here's another amazing star-studded. No, okay, there's no stars here. It's just me. Um, <laughs> welcome to your probably right podcast, where I am your host. I am the one with the most. Well, I'm really the only one. Period. But um, have some stuff to talk to you about today. And move this thing out of the way. All right, it's cool. Um, remember, you're welcome in my house anytime. <laughs> and as I've said in the past, those who know me actually know how funny that statement really is. <laughs> um, today, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about maybe a little bit about life and death in a sense. Um, but first, before and if I get to it, I know sometimes I promise that I'm going to cover certain things on my podcast. And then because I try to be as free flowing as possible, in, in other words, I try to entertain each idea that pops up in my head for better or for worse. In most cases, ironic, I said that. Um, but. I'm hoping I can get to that again. I try to stay on topic as much as I can, but I mean, I go wherever the topic takes me. Remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. There is nothing directed at any one group when I speak on the mic. And if something touches you that you don't like, you could say, ouch. And you don't have to come back. But I hope you do. And that's a perfect time for me to say a uh, shout out to my first time listeners, my regular listeners, my fair weather friends and anyone else that might be tuning in today. I wanted to go over something first. And it's um, a touchy topic. <laughs> and... If you know, you know, and if you don't know, you don't know. I potentially have people listening to this podcast that I may not want listening to this podcast. I'm sure some people who listen to the podcast that may possibly um, think they know me, whether it's family or not, may think they understand. But, you know... One thing I'm going to tell you about me and my life is that because I'm somewhat of a lone wolf and I mean, prior to the movie Hangover, that might have been a cool thing <laughs> to say about oneself because I'm certainly not running with a wolf pack and I don't consider myself a wolf, but I am a lone wolf, if you understand what I mean. Um, sometimes, you know, in life, we don't really understand where things are going when we ourselves are even taking part in it. 
but yet the question is is how often do we stop and think you know I'm going to say it again, and I'm sure my regular listeners are probably tired of me saying it, but I try not to timestamp my podcasts in the sense that I try not to say that if today is June 5th or June 29th (laughs) or June 76th, (laughs) I try not to let that be known in the podcast because I try to have my podcasts listenable no matter when it is. And for some reason, I guess I'd be one of those people. If I know that this is one of your old podcasts and you're talking about a current event at the time that you're making said podcast, then I am probably going to be one of those people who are not going to be listening. Can you go grab that phone for me, please, over there? Um, so... That being said, (laughs) I'm still going to make reference to, um, I'm still going to make reference to something that is actually happening as I speak. And the reason why I don't mind actually speaking about it at this point is that I think that the circumstances surrounding who I'm going to be speaking about may not be the same in a little while. And not to say that I, I just need to be first on the topic, but, um, yeah, it's just something that I wanted to talk about a little bit as well, but I'm going to get to that again after, but I wanted to talk about a little bit about my situation and the way I bring it up and and the reason why I I am seemingly um, stalling (laughs) for lack of a a better word or for lack of a better term whatever you want to have you want to look at it (laughs) Um, I like to keep it 100, 100, you know, or 100, (laughs) straight, honest, clear about virtually everything I talk about on the podcast. Now, again, it is for entertainment purposes only. So the fact or the fiction that I may be speaking of, as I said before earlier, without that little part in front of it, I will say, if you know, you know. And if you don't, you don't. But, um, it's funny. Being a person who is not famous, (laughs) as I am making this podcast, um, and who doesn't roam in circles, I can honestly say that I try to keep everything straight up. I try to say everything that needs to be said, and I try to not say things that don't need to be said. And if you know me or you know of me, then you kind of can read through the lines on many things that I say. But um, being a man and not always being the best 
man, not being the best father, not being the best husband, not being the best brother, not being the best son, not being the best person, not being the best Christian. You know, if we're honest and if we pay attention to our own stuff, as someone would say, um, we realize when we falter on every one of those, um, what do you want to say, roles? Um, so tonight I just wanted to talk. I'm going to talk a little bit about death later on, but first I'm going to talk about my ruined marriage, <laughs> my most recent ruined marriage <laughs> and my life since, you know, and we'll see what else I get to. But, um, you know, marriage isn't easy is the one thing that I would, if somebody said, you know, what can you tell a young man who's thinking of getting married or an old man who's thinking of getting married? Although those life expectancies and life, um, goals are so much different that I guess that would be two different conversations. And simply because I'm just turning old, maybe so I might not know what to say to an old man getting married, but I know that old man won't be me. <laughs> um, you know, I can say having a wife is a blessing. Now, saying that, I won't say that you're always blessed when you are married especially if you're not looking at things the way that you should be looking at things. In other words, if you think that everything is going your way in your marriage, wait a while. And if everything isn't going the way that you'd like it to go in your marriage, I would say to you, wait a while. Because things are never always going to be everything that you want it to be. And that would be a mature way of looking at any kind of relationship, marriage, work, whatever is there. You're going to have some bumps and bruises. You're going to have some amazing days where everything is perfect. And you're, you're going to think to yourself, how did I ever live without this situation? Or how will I, or could I live without this situation? And it's funny enough, sometimes when some people pass away out of marriages, you you find out that the spouse is not long for the world after that as well. And that's something that I've always found astonishing. And it's like, for some reason, you know, there's very few people or types of people who have passed on that I could say, ooh, I would like to pick their brain. I'm like, I've never said, hmm, I would like to pick the brain of Steve Jobs I would never, I would never say I, I want to pick the brain of the soccer player or Pele, or I would like to talk to Moses and say what Moses was, was he thinking when, when, um, he went up Mount Sinai, you know, or when they, he came down and they were worshiping the golden calf. Like I, but one thing I've always kind of thought and I know because it's not something that can actually happen, I guess I haven't really taken much thought in it, but I've always said, you know, 
I wonder about people who have passed on just after a loved one. What is their mind state? What is their heart state? Why life is not being something that you're going to, I guess, is not something that you're going to um, take part in very much longer. Now, I can honestly say loss is a rough one. Now, because I've gone through different facets, but at the same time, speaking about this, I have to protect the innocent. Um, if, and I don't think I will say anybody's name, because <laughs> I don't even say my real name, my government. I'll know. I mean, yeah, I guess my first name I've said various times. You'd have to listen to previous uh, episodes to actually hear what my, my first name really is. But, um, you know, if you know, you know, again. So I won't say anybody's actual name, but I, when I was three years into my marriage, I figured that things weren't all that it could be nor all that it should be and you know I had figured that I had been down that road before and I knew what I was doing and the other person in the relationship didn't know exactly what they were doing nor were they prepared this is the excuse that I would say I would have given myself to act unseemingly and step out of said marriage was because they were not treating me how I felt that I should have been treated in certain respects and <clears throat> cutting right there I would say to you a young person again and I'm, I'm maybe going back to this every once in a while because I think and I hope that one day somebody can avoid the pitfalls that I put myself and others through um, I didn't value my situation enough I didn't value my relationship enough I didn't value the, I didn't put much value in long suffering or because people sometimes, you know, words change like the word, like suffering. When I say suffer it to be so some people be like, what do you mean suffer it to be so they wouldn't know maybe in this day and age that when somebody says suffer it to be so it means let it be allow it you understand so <laughs> and i mean that's what sometimes we need to do with suffering which is a total different word even though it's the same word or it comes from the same word in other words sometimes you have to be content and contentment is a huge part in life I realize now I don't mean be a doormat never expect anything good ever to happen but um, you can be expectant but you can't be in a rush so I don't care if you think that the Lord told you something or somebody prophesied something to you and said this is gonna happen to you in your life you have to understand that there's usually a little space between you know even if somebody just foretold something they just looked at you and they could tell because they've seen other people usually an older piece in person piece in can um 
look at you and say, you know what, I've seen this before. I've seen a person do this, 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 and it usually works out to that. And sometimes somebody will look at you and say, you know what, I noticed this about you. You seem like a hard worker. Matter of fact, I can give you an example. My um, nephew, one of my nephews, he's um, working in some type of, uh, I wouldn't even say, he's working a pretty good job and he's moved away out of this province. And the funny thing is one day when he was visiting, when he was early, when he was young, very young, I think he was two maybe or younger, and he had this little set. And I said, I saw him working on the set and he was, it was actually, a, it was a truck. It was a kid's truck and maybe it was by Little Tykes or something like that. So you can understand the level you were talking about when we talk about Little Tykes. It's usually for toys that are made for kids that are four years and younger. And to see this boy have the tool that they give you, the tires and a screw or a, a bolt or whatever it is on the tires that go onto the car and to see him know to take the tool, take, get it, match it around the, the bolt and screw it off and take apart all the wheels off of the truck. It was, it kind of reminded me of like a Lego truck, but it was bigger and different. And for him to take every, disassemble everything on the truck that was necessary, which would have been like maybe, maybe you take it apart in like seven pieces or something like that or more. And to see him also go ahead and after wilds, after you say, oh, you took everything off, cool. And then to see him put it all back together was like, I looked at this kid, not because he's related to me. And I said, wow, this kid looks like he's going to be very mechanically inclined or he's going to be really good at something just from watching him work. And this is a two-year-old kid. And needless to say, now 25 years or so later, and to see that the stuff that he's been able to accomplish um, sometimes he's had to actually take things off of his actual car and change parts. And I've seen him order parts from Amazon or wherever and deal with the situation himself and things that I probably, even though I probably know more at some level than he does, but I would generally get somebody to do it for me because I didn't want to make a mistake, but he would take the opportunity to do it himself. And he was very fine. And there was very few uh, moments of you know, he didn't want to do it and he was scared to do it or whatever it is, but, um, you see it. So <laughs> sometimes in life, you, um, as I said, I, I people say things to you. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. This might be this way. This might be that way. Now I never said that to him, but bringing it back into my situation, I can honestly say that sometimes you need to wait. Now, Someone would argue and say, you know what, your situation wasn't that bad and there was really nothing to to um, go looking for. Or there was no reason to step out. And um, the problem is when I went into this relationship, I went in with all kinds of expectations. Um, there was no proper counseling. <laughs> um, there was not like we didn't go through many sessions and you know the one little counseling session that we went on early in our, in our relationship which i think we were married already uh yeah we were definitely married it was when there was a problem but there wasn't actually a counseling session or sessions should have been at least three sessions i i don't think you should get married without at least three um three hour to hour and a half to two hour counseling sessions um you need, I believe you really do 
need a objective individual in the middle of your relationship willing to pick apart your relationship right in front of your eyes to test the strength, the bond, the sense, the, the right, if you understand, of your marriage, of that union. And if you're a Christian, as I am, and you know, as usually as I try to speak on the behalf, not on the behalf of Christians, but from the standpoint of a Christian, how generally a, a Bible-believing Christian might look at um, each situation. And I can say that um, <clears throat> you need somebody, honestly, as said, just to, just to pick it apart and realize that, you know, you're two people getting married. It's between you, it's between you, and it's also in between you is God. And what ideas, what things that should be in the middle of you two, gluing you together, not dividing you, but gluing you together so that when you see something that way or she sees something that way, um, there should be something in between both of you to, to glue you together when times get rough, to bring you back together when someone's mind and ideas are breaking the two of you apart in some hopefully small way. Um, and there should be a, a place that you can go to get your, your, your morals, your values, your, your check to say, you know, are we off on the right path? Are we off? Are we on the right path? Or are we off on the wrong path? Because, I mean, it can be in situations, you know, just thinking about financially. If you both don't know, then and one person takes the lead, does that mean everything is their fault? No. It means that it's probably the blind leading the blind. You both don't know. Well, in most situations, when it comes to a relationship, when it comes to a Christian marriage relationship, you should be able to go back to the scriptures and for a, any general sense um, of, of, of right or wrong, when somebody decides that they want to lead, there's nothing wrong and definitely would be commended if you would, um, check it with the word of God. Now I'm not literally saying you're having a discussion. You don't, you both don't agree. And then one of you runs to go get a Bible to see if you can find a scripture that would back it up. No, I'm saying as a Christian, you should already have these things. Thy word have I hidden my heart that I may not sin against thee. And you should be able to go back to find um, scriptures in your mind, in your heart. And yes, if you really know your scriptures, or I mean, now people just swipe <laughs> the pages of the Bible, you should be able to go and find out exactly what you're talking about, and you should be able to explain it. And hopefully when you explain it, you're not coming off, which it does happen. Usually somebody who's been told they are wrong about a scripture and it's two people and one person tries to throw it over. Wife, submit yourself to your husband. Um, <laughs> the person getting beaten over the head will usually say, you're using the scriptures in a manipulative way. And I'm sure many times men and women have both done that where they try to use that um, thing. Maybe there's an argument. You say, don't let the wrath go down. <laughs> don't let the sun go down on your wrath. 
Um, there's many instances where I've done it in the past, being immature and ridiculous, have done that. I've, I've brought things in a relationship from the scriptures to say that, you know, this or that, where at times those things didn't mean what I was trying to say that it meant. And it wasn't out of maliciousness. It was just, I, I mean, it, it could have been taken as malicious, but really what it was, was I wanted to know and for that person to know that I was right about what I was saying, so I brought the scripture. It wasn't to take the scripture to bend their will. It was, no, I literally think it's supposed to be this way, and this scripture says that it's supposed to be this way. And it's still wrong. And also, one thing we go through as men is we try to have these conversations to fix things, to make things better, to maybe get an advantage in this way or that way so that everything in our eyes can run smoother. When really, sometimes we need to suffer it to be so for a while. Patience, contentment, these are the things that I didn't know being married. I didn't know I had to wait. I didn't know that if if, if um, relations were held at any once at any any point in time in the relationship and even if it was in a manipulative way even if it was not saying that it was I'm just saying even if it was we need to be able to wait now a person might you know tune in here and say okay well how long are you supposed to wait like, are you supposed to, like, literally drive yourself crazy waiting? Are you supposed to work, bring in a paycheck, help pay bills? Or if you're really handling your business, taking care of all the bills, um, fix the car, put gas in the cars, fuel up the cars. Are you supposed to clean the toilets, vacuum the house, move the furniture, decide where you're going to eat dinner on Friday night and maybe cook a couple times and maybe do all the laundry, whatever it is. And then when you expect your stuff at the end of the night and it's not there or you're both working full time and the person says that they're not in the mood, then maybe you got to look at yourself and say, why aren't they in the mood? Is it that you need to take over more of the financial financial responsibility so they don't have to work themselves to the bone? Or is it that you're not sensitive or affectionate enough that the person doesn't feel close to you? So then when it comes down to those situations that, you know, they feel like they're with a stranger, <laughs> pretty much. You know, maybe you don't give enough words of affirmation. Maybe there's no um, non-sexual touch. It's just there's no there's no, you know, you feel like you're maybe she feels like she's a roommate living with her sister, her brother or her mom or dad, because your relationship has got to that. Now, I'm saying this from a guy's standpoint. But everybody knows, well, not everybody, you know, there's a woman's side to it, too. So sometimes you are holding it over his head. Sometimes there's been no one to tell you that when you literally get married in a Christian marriage, your body is not your own. And some people haven't said that to men either. 
you you might say, well, you, I put on my pant leg one t at a time, just like every other guy or girl, or my body, I can pinch my leg and nobody else is going to feel it except for me. And of course, you can expand that or <laughs> decrease that if you want. But the point is, you are your own being. You're saying that, you know, um, I could die 50 years after my husband. I could, you know, I mean, I could die 10 years before. But the bottom line is, is you will die. The other person will still be in their situation unless, of course, they die at the same time. And at the same time, you're still experiencing your own death. And so are they. The point is, is that how are you to tell me that my body is not my own? And that's where two Christians may differ. A woman might say, well, you know, I'm going through this, 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 this. So therefore, I can't do that, 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 that. Or maybe my parents said this, 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 this. So I won't do that, 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 that. And the husband over here is saying, oh, well, yeah, maybe me too. Or maybe you're saying, well, what the heck? You're not with this person. And it doesn't matter that you're my wife and blah, blah, blah. And these conversations and these arguments. And that's where I can honestly say that counseling comes in to effect and could help uh, marriage. But of course, with my situation, I didn't wait. I was disgruntled and situations weren't going exactly how I wanted it to go and you know the funny thing is with the world we live in a world with the devil and people would say oh you can't blame it everything on the devil well no you can't because we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity as the scripture says so we are already looking in many cases for our outs to do whatever it is we want to do because um sin sin is selfish sin is um something that kills it doesn't bring life so if you were gonna have adultery or fornication or well adultery you would step out of a relationship what are you doing you were killing the marriage you were killing your relationship you were killing your com your 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 covenant you're you're killing a lot of things and in my situation, that's exactly what I did. I didn't wait. I, you know, I, looking back on it, I can see the value I had in it. And it was like some kind of upsetness that would sometimes um, go through me. Or sometimes I felt like maybe I was being compared to um, past situations. So therefore, um, I didn't think it was cool or certain things were said. And, you know, you start using... Well, in my situation, I used certain things that happened or certain things that were said to me to say, oh, well, it's OK. I mean, I'm not valued anyways. And um, this person values that situation more than they value me. And maybe I constantly have to hear about such, such certain situations and therefore I don't want to hear it. And there's someone over here who's just basically offering up everything that I thought maybe I would want at that time but wasn't and let myself go into the world of adultery where I shouldn't have. But, you know, you know, now years removed from that situation, thank God. That was over. That was over 10 years ago. And in many respects, I had all kinds of situations that I started and caused problems with just due to that one sin. It's kind of like when it says a moment of, you know, 
pleasure or whatever you want to say or a moment of getting what you want or at least what you think you want um, brings a lifetime of pain. And I think it was said in the movie Thin Line Between Love and Hate with um, Martin Lawrence and that lady from the... Um, I can't remember that Christian show. Oh, Greenleaf. I think the mother. Um, you know, it's it's true. It brings you a, a whole lot of pain, a lot of sorrow in my situation. Now, the reason why it does for someone that was like me was because I wasn't just going out okay, so everything got screwed up. I'm on my own. Let me go look for another wife. <laughs> No, it was, I screwed everything up. I thought I could just step to the left over here, do a little something over here, come back and everything would be good. But I picked weirdly bad times for that as well. And I could honestly tell you, the worst time that you could possibly step away from a marriage would be when your wife was pregnant. And for some reason, it happens to people. <laughs> they do it and then they're like, what the heck was I thinking? And you realize that you didn't um, enjoy, you didn't take part as much as you could have at that point, And you unfortunately made everything strange. Then you estranged yourself from the situation. Everything's not the same. And it's because of your behavior and what you did. But having the chance to sit back and step away from those situations, I can say that that's definitely not what I wanted. <laughs> it's definitely not what I want now. I mean, I can honestly say from being in that marriage, although everything wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be, I can say that that's exactly where I wanted to be. And that's exactly where I would be right now if it was my choice. Now, things were meshed back slightly. Um, was there forgiveness? Um, not fully. Not, not, not in my eyes at all. I mean, um, I won't speak on anybody else's situations or decisions, but I can clearly say that I was never really forgiven. I didn't feel it at all. <laughs> and maybe you can say, well, maybe you're not supposed to feel it. Maybe they're supposed to feel the forgiveness for you in their heart. Well, you know, you, you look at situations and you, you experience them, right? And it's like, you know, either you feel that way or you feel like you're whatever. I mean, sometimes we feel that we're not forgiven by God, but we are. <laughs> Our sins are forgiven. And it's for us to walk in that forgiveness. But um, like our births, we had nothing to do with our, our birth into heaven. There's no sinner's prayer in the Bible. It's you believe. And why do you believe? Because you're given the faith to believe. And you decide to walk as a child of God. You decide to learn and conduct yourself accordingly with the word of God as the rule, as your map, as your light. You light onto your path. God's word is a light unto my feet, a lamp unto my path. So you see yourself and you see where you're going but it's only because of the word of God. But what I'm really, you know, cause I have probably delved into my past or whatever it is at certain levels. I will say, you know what? I can honestly say to my wife that it is 
has always been since I've been with you. It, it has always been you. I haven't really desired others now. Yes, we are sinful people. <laughs> and you may think you want something, but you don't. And the funny thing is with short-sightedness is that's exactly what you see. You see that you want that cake to eat because it looks like it's good cake. You have the cake. And then after you've eaten the cake, it's like, well, yeah, well, that was, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Or maybe you looking to buy something and you really want to get this thing, you really want to get this thing. And maybe, you know, maybe it's what you think you wanted, but then you look, turn around and you say, man, you mean I wasted my money on all of those movies? <laughs> you know, when I look at all the money that I've spent on all those movies, I could have invested in some type of marketing <laughs> for my own Come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. <laughs> I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh oh, yeah, God, self help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not so tough questions and all the while understand that listen sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat well that's how it is here and because there's no topic well very few topics off the table Torontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there <laughs> hopefully the podcast will be helpful and uplifting and hey maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere hope to see you soon